0: Hello, this is Rafal Davidovich. Welcome to Tanya Tuesday. Today is a special day because we are not only beginning a new chapter, we are really beginning a new mimer, a new topic in the Sefer of Tanya. As I mentioned in the last class on chapter 17, the beginning of the book, meaning through the cover page, from the cover page all the way through to and including chapter 17, was in effect the first part and the first book within Tanya, so that chapters 1 through 17 can be read as its own book. Now we are beginning chapter 18, and I will tell you right now, at the outset, that chapters 18 through 25 comprise the second part of Tanya, and a very important one. So as we begin to describe and summarize chapter 18, we will also be uh, summarizing this new topic. And the key to this new topic is the beginning of chapter 18 over here. Because here the Balatanya says that he is going to give another insight and explanation into that opening line that he mentioned in the cover page, which is that there is a verse in the Torah, Kikarov elecha hadavar me'od, This matter is very close to you. So the Balatanya says, I have to explain to you ...how the word me'od applies, because it's one thing to say that something is easy or something is accessible. But are you going to tell me that the observance of the Torah is not only accessible, it's of me'od, it's very accessible. He asks, how can you say that it is very accessible if it involves, as we saw in the previous few chapters a mental and an intellectual exercise that has to then motivate one's emotions. So he says not everybody can summon the love and reverence for God that only comes about, he writes, as a result of a contemplation on how great God is. Is this something that everyone can do so that you can refer to the observance that uh, comes out of that? out of one's intellectual contemplation, which then motivates one's emotions of love and fear. There are a lot of people who don't have that intellectual or emotional capacity to pull that off. So how can you say that this is something that all of us can do? So the Balatanya begins his answer, and he says, The way this works is, that it all starts, of course, with Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov. That they were what Kabbalah calls Hamerkava. They were God's chariot, which means God's vehicle in this world. And they merited through their own hard work, to accomplish something for themselves, and also something that they were able to give over in their DNA to all of their descendants afterwards, ad olam, forever, which is that they imbued in their descendants a soul, a nefesh. And this soul has within it, within its deep core, so that every single descendant, man, woman, Intellectual, unintellectual, is able to have within that spark of the soul an inner spark that connects all the way to HaGadosh Baruch Hu. This is in a way an emphasis on something that was stated back in chapter 2, and I invite you to go back to chapter 2 to uh, read about it and listen to the class on chapter 2 again to recall this detail. That within the ten faculties of the soul, there is Chachmah. And what is Chachma? Chachma, in this case, in language of Hasidic philosophy, doesn't mean wisdom, as in information, or smarts. Rather, it refers to that pure potential that connects to HaKadosh Baruch So that even wicked Jews, who sin frequently, have within them this core Called Chachma, which is the source of all of their intellectual capacity that that flows from it. So now, what is at that core? The core of Chachma is not an intellectual process. The core of Chachma, as the Balatanya puts it, is Eino Nitvas adayin. It has not yet entered the realm of intellectual appreciation. So what does it do if it has not yet entered the realm of appreciation of the intellect? So what does it accomplish? Well, it accomplishes that all Jews are what are called ma'aminim b'nai ma'aminim. That we are believers, whether we realize it or not. Whether we have had a Jewish education or not. Whether we went to yeshiva or not. We have this connection. And what does this non-intellectual connection through chachma accomplish? Well, it, it has accomplished for many centuries now that in times of great adversity, Jews have been willing to give up their lives so that even the most lightweight of Jews and even the most sinning of Jews have been willing to be Moser Nafsham al-Kiddushas Hashem have been willing to give up their lives to sanctify God's name, even though they don't know what God's name means. Even though they understand so little of it, they've been willing to give up their lives with no intellectual appreciation at all. They don't have PhDs. They don't have smicha. They're not great mikubalim. Yet even without this knowledge, they give up their lives. They're unwilling. It is impossible for them to, to deny the one God, even though they don't understand why they're doing it. This is something that every Jew possesses, and when we understand this, we can then move on to the next steps of how this translates into a Jew being loyal, or easily loyal to Hashem, even in other areas of observance. We'll stop there for now. That's the conclusion of chapter 18. Thank you all for listening.